Okay, Dennis. Yes, Gio. So, a couple weeks ago, I had the chance to test drive both the Model Y and Mach-E. Same day, kind of built some side-by-side comparisons. Uh, took them for a little over an hour each. You probably have some questions, so shoot. Uh, yeah, I... I guess, I guess I have some questions, you know, it's uh, very relevant to decide to ask me to ask you these questions right now, seeing as though Car and Driver has just named the Mustang Mach-E their EV of the year or whatever, when, you know, most people would say the Model Y. So I guess I'm going to have to turn to you, Mr. I only have a couple hours of experience in each car uh, to tell me the definitive Uh, answers to my question you know there's definitely no one more qualified than you at this very moment to tell me no i'm I'm definitely the most qualified person you are definitely definitely you didn't even 100 percent you you, you (laughs) didn't even really have these cars on the same day but but i trust you 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 got that no it was the same day it was the same same day day? okay Okay. it was the same day back to back same day one after another okay one after another back into the other wow okay 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 you got that magic memory i'm sure you'll be able to recall everything i ask you and complete detail as soon as i think of a question to ask you as i continue to ramble on well you know what let's start from the outside in which one looks better to you which one looks better to me oh man that's definitely a uh subject that's going to be very dependent and subjective dependent on who you're asking of course uh the day i took these cars out i actually went ahead and posted a picture of each one Mm mm-hmm uh, seeing as how they were kind of like uh, very, very similar. I was able to get, you know, pictures side by side. So same lighting mm-hmm. and they were both white. So I figured, oh, OK, let's see. Let's see what the people of Twitter think. Mm-hmm. And I asked that question. I said, yo, which which one uh, y'all like better? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it it started off pretty even and then, you know, got a couple of <laughs> retweets from that Tesla community and that skewed it. Right. Uh, it, it's like you said, very subjective. Personally, me. I, I like the Maki better. It it looks more rugged. It looks more uh, muscular, if you will, well, more yeah. angular. It just looks like a tougher vehicle, while the Model Y is like more sleek, more modern. But that's not really, it's not really a a question you can like compare, because that's just going to be dependent on who you ask. Who do you think is better? Well, the Mustang is a is a horse. The Model Y is just a letter, so it does make more sense that the <laughs> that the horse is more muscular than the letter. I mean, I've always been, you know, uh, not the biggest proponent of Tesla's designs because they all kind of look, I mean, they all look related to each other. And, you know, that's good from a brand perspective to make the cars feel familiar. Um, But the fact that uh, all I ever do is complain that the Model S has looked the same for eight years and now every other car in tesla's lineup is kind of an offspring of the model s design i just kind of like yeah it's clean it's a clean design minimalistic i'm not uh angry at its design i would say it's an above average design even but at the end of the day i do appreciate the mach e does look more aggressive from basically every angle but i'm not gonna call the 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 uh Model Y and Ugly Duckling or anything like that. But but that's me. I'm not here to ask questions to myself, Gio. I'm here to ask questions about you. I mean, was there anything in the actual driving characteristics that that stood out? Is there is there some when you were driving the car, was there 
did the Model Y do better in certain situations versus the Mach-E or, you know, just from a driving standpoint, were there any significant differences between the two? So significant, I don't know if you can call them so because significant would be any EV versus a gasoline vehicle. Mm -hmm. We know how EVs drive. They drive extremely differently. But the Mach-E does distinguish itself from the Model Y and vice versa. Mm Mm-hmm. A couple things that come to mind is the instant acceleration. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Model Y definitely has, you know, more of those G-forces. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't measure the G-forces, but it definitely felt like it. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I kind of like was comparing that side by side a bit. And I think the reason it feels faster is because the Model Y's performance is kind of like, it's launch performance, it's kind of like distributed between obviously zero starting at zero miles per hour versus uh, zero all the way to like a 50 let's say like it keeps a constant acceleration mm-hmm. meanwhile the model uh the mach-e i'm sorry the mach-e it kind of like slows down faster if that makes sense it uh-huh. hits that like peak performance around like 35 ish 30 uh-huh but another interesting note in that zero to 60 time in that launch speed is is just how quick off the line it is mm-hmm. the maki kind of kind of like it, it's got different modes of course so you have the unbridled you have uh i forget the other mode names but unbridled being the performance version probably performance normal launch. and eco i would imagine yeah too. so when you use the unbridled mode it launches instantly it's off the line as soon as you touch the pedal mm-hmm Meanwhile, the Model Y kind of has like a little bit of give, if that makes sense. Like, you know, if you SpongeBob big toe it, it's not going to to launch so quick. Okay. So you can drive in bumper to bumper traffic in its uh, uh, sport mode and not, you know, feel like you're going to jump and hit the car in front of you. Meanwhile, the, the Mach-E does have that jump each time you touch the pedal. Is this making sense? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, it's, it's a more, <laughs> uh, it's a steeper acceleration curve on the Mach-E. Versus. And a slower and a faster start. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's 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 it has pros and cons there, I guess. Which 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 Maki were you in? The extended range, standard range. This was the premium model, which I have to make a correction because prior I was in this car before. This is not the first time, and mm-hmm. we called it the California Route One. It's not the California Route One. Mm-hmm. I was misinformed. It is the premium model. Misinformed by the Ford dealer. What else is new? Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna put that blame on me. I feel like I should have known better. Okay. I feel like I feel like I should. We'll we'll, we'll equally distribute the blame. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Just like the acceleration. Um. Okay. Well, interior wise, the seats, bro. The seats. The Model Y is just so uncomfortable. Oof. I don't. I don't know how else to say it. They're almost like smaller seats, like compared to my S. Mm-hmm. It is just not, I mean, maybe it's because it's a brand new car and it's, you got to break it in. I don't know, but the Mach-E was just, I sat in the car, it felt like a car and I drove a car, but the Model Y was like, I sat in a car with uncomfortable seats. (laughs) I I don't know how to describe it. I just did, I just did not enjoy the seats. Just in general, I didn't like the seats. (laughs) So you didn't like the seats or did you overall feel cramped in the Model Y? So the Model Y on paper is 
bigger than the yeah. Mach-E, yeah. right? Interior. Yeah. In some aspects, I know Ford compares it, and they say the rear has more. Uh, well, the rear hip room or whatever. Leg, leg room, like hip that. room. Yeah, yeah. yeah but it, it's it's pretty I mean, like spot on comparison though. Yeah, they're more or less the same, but the Model Y is a bit bigger on the outside. But yeah. Yeah, but overall feel, mm-hmm. the Model Y feels larger. Mm-hmm. Like I know that they're very close, but the Model Y feels like significant like 20 percent larger maybe 20 to 10 percent 15 percent it feels a little bit larger and i think that's i think that comes down to not having that driver display uh-huh you know with the new yoke steering that tesla put in the model s and x a lot of people were saying that the interior felt bigger because they didn't have that uh right the top portion that top of steering wheel and i think i think not having that driver display it kind of does the same thing but is it, it just feels a little bigger? Is all that balanced out because you feel like the seats are too small? Or <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like a giant in the Model Y because the seats are too small, but the car is big. But you still can't get used to not having a driver's display, right? No, I still can't get used to not having a driver display, especially at night. The car is so much darker. Uh-huh. So I, I say I took about an hour each in these cars, and it was back and forth, some daytime, some nighttime. Mm-hmm with each of them and and the model y and model 3 are just so dark i i don't know maybe my eyes are broken i mean they kind of <laughs> are but yeah they, it has it has like ambient lighting under the uh passenger glove box and mm-hmm. it basically it might as well not exist mm-hmm. it's so dim mm-hmm. it needs some ambient lighting mm-hmm. it's definitely missing something there um so now while driving yeah uh i did i did also note the side mirrors in the model y look so small i don't know if that's again just maybe my eyes are broken but they they just felt comically small interesting observation. It, it's weird it's weird it's weird the model y is is it has its own very unique driving feel it, not driving as in like performance but like uh like driver's seat feel like it's your perspective in the vehicle itself uh-huh uh-huh. Model S doesn't really have that. Model S kind of just feels like any luxury sedan. Mm-hmm. But the Model X does, of course, with that massive windshield in the front. It has its own very unique perspective. And the Model Y, I feel, has that same thing. It has a very unique perspective. You, It almost feels like you're driving like a pod. Mm-hmm. They somehow managed to capture that Model X uh, shuttle without actually having a larger windshield just based on its design and its curvature from the interior. Mm-hmm. While the Mach-E is very, like, just a car, it, it feels like a regular crossover. Is that Felt bad? Like my, my previous crossover. I don't... I guess the Model Y you have to get used to, I guess, and the Mach-E is kind of just, like, jumping into another car, so I guess it depends on how you look at it. I, I'm certain you can definitely get used to anything mm-hmm. when it's such a minor, minor note. But for the average driver, I maybe like test driving both in one day. I think it would be something that would be noted by some anyone comparing the two cars in the same day. So maybe maybe they'll feel like the Mach-E is a little easier to get used to. Maybe they'll feel the Model Y being uncomfortable. I don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just one guy. I don't speak for everyone. Um, but 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 you're here. You're giving me the definitive info. So you are the guy right now. I guess so. so I guess I am the guy. I'm the only guy. Turning our head to the right a little bit, the software experience between the two. Is there any? Big flaws neither. Something one does well, the other one doesn't. Overall so, impressions. Uh, I think in, a, in my last Model Y uh, test drive discussion we had, I touched on 
this, but there is a lot more settings in the Mach-E. Yes. There's a lot more ability to, to personalize it, while Tesla kind of hands you like a handful of settings you could either toggle on or off. Mm-hmm. That can also be seen as a con and a pro, because maybe people don't want to go through those hundreds of settings. Right. People just want something that works. You know, it's kind of like the Apple versus Android argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, again, nothing really there stands out. Uh, software, of course, Tesla has this upper hand simply because they've proven themselves with continuous updates. Mm-hmm. But they've also proven themselves in outdating their tech pretty quick. As you know, my, my MCU-1 got outdated within the first couple of months. And now with this new gaming system in the Model S and X, who knows, maybe MCU-2 is on its way to be outdated too. Yes. So the question is, would you rather have the latest tech that becomes outdated or something that constantly just works? I don't know. Ford does have over-the-air software updates too, but nothing really has come of it. There's nothing really impressive. I know they're adding Alexa. Uh, capability in the next couple months or so mm-hmm. they're adding more uh adaptive uh lane changing and stuff like that to their blue cruise technology via ota they haven't really proven themselves though so who knows how many bugs are going to come from that well tesla has proven that they can continuously improve their vehicles they can continuously improve that ownership experience by adding things like netflix hulu youtube spotify uh games uh you know i like to play josh winchess in my model s Shout out to Josh, Tesla, Tesla chess, <laughs> sub champ. Uh, but 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 uh, responsiveness and intuitiveness of the actual where the buttons are placed and everything, you both are equal in your eyes. Well, here's the thing. See, I don't have a Model Three or a Model Y. I have a Model S, and as you know, the UI is different. Yes. So I'm able to go into this as a I'm going to take equal trying uh, equal time learning the interface Mm -hmm. and i think they're pretty equal yeah i don't think one has an advantage now in responsiveness tesla is slightly faster Mm -hmm. of course i I think that's just a given just their system is a little bit better uh but it's not significantly it's not like comparing mcu1 to mcu2 if that's a comparison that anyone out there has tried right this is definitely closer together than mcu1 mcu2 was not really many complaints uh, at all. Uh, there is one feature that I guess is, is kind of cute that stood out. Uh, there's school zones in the Mach-E. It tells you when you're in a school zone. Just if we want to point at something that Tesla doesn't already have, that's one. Right. Other than that, school nothing zone. really comes no. to mind. Tesla doesn't have Alexa. I mean, Ford doesn't have Alexa yet, but we can hope. Uh, okay. Okay. So... Uh, Moving on from software, I guess the next logical step is to talk about uh, driver's assistance features, i.e. autopilot versus co-pilot 360 or whatever Ford's long name is for their things. So we have discussed this again last yeah. time when we when I did that initial Mach-E test drive. And, but that day we didn't do a side-by-side comparison to see how the two work. Uh, side-by-side comparison, Tesla's clearly it's a lot easier to turn on you know you press that button it's on good to go mm-hmm. stays in its lane and it just it, it'll make corrections you got to adjust when you got to adjust and, and so on sometimes you have to take over and i'll just repeat what i said last time the maki it's still the same you know there hasn't been any ota updates to improve anything but it's it's different in the sense that 
when there is a correction that needs to be made, rather than trying to adjust itself, it just goes, nope, take over. So it requires your hand to be on the wheel, unlike Tesla. Right. Because you will have more disconnects, mm -hmm. but the disconnects feel more natural because, again, it's not doing those, uh, oh, I don't know what to do, let me sharply turn right, like Tesla does, where you have to take over. Um, but you, I think last time you said sometimes you didn't even know that it was disengaged because you're supposed to have your wheels hand on the wheel at all times anyway and be paying attention yeah so so the tesla disengages and then you have to uh manually re-engage it meanwhile the the, the maki -E, if you have your hands on the wheel and you're using it properly it'll disengage and re-engage without you even noticing mm -hmm. because it'll auto re-engage mm -hmm. so you won't have any of those sharp like right left turns but you do need to have your hands on the wheel full time so, and again, yeah. Blue Cruise is coming, which yeah. is an entirely different system. The right. system that's out right now in the Mach-E is, is just adaptive cruise control. It doesn't do lane changing like Tesla does. It doesn't promise any full self-driving features. Mm -hmm. Blue Cruise coming through OTA will have lane changing and, and improve on these things. So even forgetting about full self-driving, the standard features found in the Mach-E is even less so than regular autopilot um i am still uncertain what features come with regular autopilot i think this car had full self-driving features do, do we get adaptive uh do we get lane changing with regular autopilot uh you mean nav on autopilot so. no nav on autopilot i know we don't get because i have eap and that comes with eap right i think I think the two features are identical in what they say they offer. I think it's just adaptive cruise control. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's just a it's just a matter of which one works better, right? And whether you want to future proof. They both have again with OTA. They both have a sense of future proofing, but only Tesla is promising eventual full self driving robo taxis. Mm -hmm. So if you want to invest on that, then you know it's a no brainer. You can't. Choose the Maki. Maki's not promising full self driving. Blue Cruise is not full self driving. Yeah. Blue Cruise more compares to like old Tesla uh, enhanced autopilot features. Mm. All right, all right, all right. Well, we we said that the dimensions are more or less the same. So, I mean, utility wise, hauling around people or things, are, I would imagine they're both as capable as each other. I mean, yeah, they're both the same dimensions. They both have the, uh, they're both they're both crossovers. They're both electric crossovers. Mock Mock E seats fold down just like the Model Y. You don't have the third row option in the Mach E, but I don't know why you would want the third row option in the Model Y. Yes, yes, it's so cramped. Point. Yeah, but yeah, they both get the job done. Ford's Frunk is a little bit more interesting. Uh, it's I think it's larger. Is it larger? I don't know, but it's drainable. So you can kind of just like fill it with ice and just run a hose in it to clean it. But uh, uh, I kind of like that concept. I don't know how much that concept will be used, but I enjoy the option. <laughs> have a pool party for your dog. <laughs> okay. It just drains right through the car. Charging. What's up with that? Charging. I, we did discuss this yeah, too. I know, I know uh, my yeah. my Electrify America experience. See, the second time around, thankfully, I didn't have to charge these cars, so I didn't have a second experience. So I guess just look back to that episode of the podcast where I go out and you know tell Electrify America that they just suck butt. 
<laughs> yeah, so the advantage goes towards yeah, if Tesla you're, if for you're the road time tripping. Being. If you're road tripping, the supercharger network by far beats. I mean, there are many chargers out there. The only one I know that it beats is Electrify America based off my one experience. <laughs> mm-hmm. So maybe my one experience isn't standard, but I've supercharged, what, like two, three hundred times in my life, and I've never had an experience like that. Right. Not once. Uh, people say that, oh, there's more options with Ford because Ford technically does have more chargers capable. Mm hmm. Uh, I have never in my two to three hundred superchargers had to wait in a line to charge. Well, gotten close. I've gotten close, but never had a line. You live in an area without, you know, too many Tesla owners. I guess so. Okay. I guess so. Is there any feature that one of the cars had that you wish the other car did? Something you missed? Something I missed. Uh, not really. They kind of like match each other pretty well. I think it's a pretty good comparison. It's really going to come down to which car you like driving better and which, uh, which trim you're looking at really. Mm-hmm. Cause well, how about, how about I tell you what I don't want to see in one of the cars, the start button in the Mach-E needs to go away. I'm, I'm never going to get over that. It might be a deal breaker for me. It's just such a dumb concept. That, mm-hmm. I, that I I might be a deal breaker if I were to have to choose between the two cars. <laughs> Why would you put a start button in an electric car? <laughs> well, like you said, the interior there felt that it felt like it was uh, just a car, and so cars got start buttons. I guess I I I hate it. I hate it. It adds an inconvenience that doesn't need to be there. You know, you like to discuss things about adding features that fix minor yeah, inconveniences yeah, yeah. that didn't exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is one of those minor inconveniences <laughs> that you might have complained about. Mm-hmm. And I hate it. I, I hate the start button. It's it's I've I've forgotten to turn the car off, I think, every single time <laughs> I got out of it. Well, I guess that brings us to just the overall which one do you like better? Well, well, before we get into there, I got a couple more things. Oh, you got a couple more. I got a things. couple oh, more I'm things. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, I, didn't yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't ask the correct questions. I, I suppose. I mean, do you have more questions, or you want me to just start well, no, rambling on no, about the two cars? Ramble, <laughs> ramble away. Since we were talking about the start button, mm-hmm. uh, I remember getting into the car. The entry experience it definitely differs. Model Y has this very. Uh, I don't want to call them unique door handles because we've seen them for maybe a decade in other more exotic cars like the GTR or Lamborghini is definitely unique for an affordable car. Mm-hmm. It's not the easiest to get in and out of. Uh, the Mach-E's uh, entry, I, I kind of prefer it. I kind of prefer just pressing a button and the door kind of comes out for you. That E-latch, it's a dumb name, but it works. Don't praise the E-latch. Don't do that to me. <laughs> don't do that to me. Dumb name, but it just works. But, you know, they, they, they undid all the pros with that start button. Start start ba- button balanced everything out. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't I don't I, the Maki here's something that was more noticeable in driving style. The Maki's quieter. It's much quieter. Really? Yes. Uh as in there's more why? Like better insulation? I, I yeah, insulation? I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. But Again, this is one of those things that kind of balance out because the Model Y drives smoother. 
So <laughs> you kind of have to choose what your preference is there. Mm -hmm. They do kind of contradict each other in that sense. Mm -hmm. Model Y smoother, Mach-E quieter. As for which one I like better, it's it's hard to compare the two without looking at prices. The Mach-E has a standard range version, and if you are someone who can't afford to spend that extra, what is it, ten, fifteen thousand dollars for the extra range the long range Model Y has, because the long range the Model Y doesn't have a standard range feature. Right. So Mach-E comes out to what twenty thousand dollars less. Almost? Uh, I don't think 20. You have the, yeah, you have the tax credit bringing it down to a little over 35. Model Y starts at 53. And then that 53, you still have to pay an extra $1,000 if you want to have not the color white. So it's close to a $20,000 difference. And that can't be excused. I mean, if the Model Y brings back the standard range, then sure, we can compare that. But as it stands, the Mach-E is by far the more affordable vehicle so if, if you're just strictly talking about affordability and you don't need that extra range it's kind of a no-brainer uh, now if we start comparing more i guess apples to apples but i don't want to call it that because again you can't excuse the fact that there is no standard range model y you can't excuse that base msrp mm -hmm. but the long range model y versus either the rear-wheel drive premium or even the all-wheel drive premium again depending on how you want to compare it because if you compare mm -hmm. the all-wheel drive you are comparing an all-wheel drive versus an all-wheel drive but the maki's rear-wheel drive actually gives more range so in that sense you're comparing the 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 range versus range right the specs kind of lean in tesla's favor mm -hmm. i think f for the bulk of all of them all the specs kind of lean in tesla's favor performance Pretty horsepower much. torque yeah yeah, uh, but but even so, that the Maki -E is still cheaper. Mm -hmm. It's still even whether you choose rear wheel drive or all wheel drive, it's going to be five to seven thousand dollars cheaper. Yeah. Uh, if you want to compare autopilot, um, I mean full self driving versus Blue Cruise. Blue Cruise is maybe a couple thousand. Is it a thousand? That's I know it's nowhere near Tesla's ten thousand. Yeah, it's nowhere near Tesla's. 10 so nowhere near as Tesla's ten thousand, and it does almost every single thing Tesla's uh or is said to do. Because again, this isn't out yet. Well, OTA Blue Cruise is you're limited to pre-mapped yes areas. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's important. Yeah. Pre-mapped highways only. Yeah, highways only. But, so yeah, you're not gonna get city. You're not gonna get red light stop signs. No, and you're not gonna get the eventual robo taxis, which is now said to be what two to three years out. Mm-hmm. But is that worth the extra $8,000, $9,000? You know, I don't know. if Because there's no option to... I mean, you used to be able to get EAP, Enhanced Autopilot, for a couple thousand, three thousand. Mm -hmm. Was it 5000 I don't know. That would have been a more fair comparison. Mm -hmm. But now you don't have that option. You're either... You want all of it or none of it. Well, if sub that makes sense. Subscription service coming out, we'll see, maybe. But even then, I mean can't really do that comparison of something that you'll get with the car completely versus something you have to pay for monthly but then again some people will say that's more flexible because i only need fsd when i want fsd so and uh, again those features are already out meanwhile blue cruise is a thing that's coming soon yeah so but again is that already out worth the x the the massive premium and is that future proofing and full self-driving worth that massive premium i guess if you believe robo taxis around the corner then yeah sure but if you plan on getting rid of your car 
not within the, not after the next decade, then it might not even be a, a factor. It might again be one of those no brainers. Why would I pay ten thousand dollars for something coming out years from now? Yeah, but even even with everything, yeah, the Maki just comes out cheaper. So which one do I like better? I I have to go with the Maki simply because of the price. Model Y beats it in everything, but I, I can't excuse the price. Uh, I do I do love everything Tesla does with software. I do think that their tech is more advanced. Their autonomous features are more advanced. But you know, all things considered, Maki got them beat on price, and I think that's what the average consumer looks at. Which car can I afford? <laughs> right. Right. Even though, even though the dealership experience and the charging network things have things left to be desired, yeah, but yeah, I guess if you want to step outside of the car and go compare the dealership experience, that's also a a big situation because Ford's dealership experience still sucks. But <laughs> you know, again, all things considered, I I think that uh sucky six hour experience might be worth those ten thousand dollars. <laughs> Some would say, yeah. You know. Yeah. If Tesla decides to lower their price or if Ford decides to increase their price and, and has a more price-friendly comparison, mm-hmm. then it might lean towards Tesla's favor because, again, they do beat them in everything, in performance, in range. But with the prices as it is, I, I can't... Especially the fact that I like the design of the Mach-E better. It's, it's hard to justify. Uh, will I buy either of them? No, probably not. Before we close this off, I did notice that the Maki's range estimate is by far more accurate. By far more accurate. You know, I'll drive in my Tesla and, or even in that day, that Model Y, and if I start going fast, I'll see my estimated miles drop quickly. Mm-hmm. But the Maki kind of like factors that in and gives you, factors your driving history in and gives you a more accurate uh, estimated mileage. It actually goes down one mile for every mile you drive. Unlike me driving a Tesla going down two miles for every mile I drive. Well, doesn't doesn't Tesla have two metrics? They have the instantaneous and the average or whatever? Uh, they do have two metrics. Those are the two metrics. I don't know uh, <laughs> which one is which. I don't know which one I should be using. Maybe I'm using the wrong one. I think you're using the wrong one. I feel like you need to be using the average since, you know, that takes the average of the previous however many miles. And you probably on the instant when you instantly gun it. I think I am using the average, but the average sticks to just the last 30 miles, I believe. Well, I could be wrong there because I know their their performance stat page type thing where you see the watt usage per mile. Mm -hmm. The maximum that goes to is 30 miles Mm -hmm. and that gives you your average for 30 miles. I think that's what the average uses. And again, like you said, the instantaneous is how much you're getting if you continue driving at that exact speed. Maybe I'm wrong there. Maybe. Uh, all I do know is my car and whatever setting this Model Y was on, I don't know what setting it was on, both lose range a lot quicker than real-world range, while the Mach-E was a lot more accurate with what was remaining every time I drove it. Well, there we go. The ramblings of a man with a couple hours of uh, experience in each car, thus defining him as an expert on both these cars. Is that- yeah, I'm definitely an expert. Uh, you should take everything here at face value. Uh, don't go and do any research of your own. No, just trust me, bro. I'm the source. Yeah, just just trust me, bro. 